0: Amazon has changed the game and the other day not too long ago I was actually looking to buy a desk now how many of you know that when Amazon is selling you something they they have an image of it they have a picture and so I was looking for a desk do we have that on screen is that a yes (laughs) do we have that on screen just give me a thumbs up yes a thumbs there, huh uh do we have a desk Do we have a debt? There we go. Come on, somebody. Uh, So this is what Amazon showed me. Now, I don't know about you. This is not what showed up at my doorstep. Like, this is what I wanted. I wanted that. But what showed up at my doorstep was this. Come on, somebody. Like, what showed up at my front stoop was a box that had the pieces and and what i realize is that you can have a perfect picture but sometimes what shows up at your doorstep is not the picture that you saw but the pieces and the material that will allow you to put together what you saw somebody somebody say some assembly required required. here's what i want you to write down in your notes i want you to write this down god's vision is revealed as a picture but delivered as pieces. So good. I, I want you to write that down. God's, God's vision is revealed as a picture, but it is delivered as pieces. Uh, See, I think sometimes like we want the picture and God is God is saying, listen, this is what I have for you. But sometimes it shows up at your doorstep. What God will do is that God will give you the ingredients that you need in order for you to make that vision become a reality. And so often we're like, God, I don't see it. God, I don't see it. The question is this. Do you see the vision when it shows up as a package? Do you see the problem? See, like I have a vision for my life. I have a vision, like, God has shown me a vision for my physique, and it looks something like this. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Like, that's the vision. Come on, somebody. Like, I don't know, 2023 is looking something like this. I have a vision. But how many of you know that the vision that God has given me for my physique doesn't come like, boom, in your doorstep looking like that? I woke up the next day, I said, God, I don't see your vision. Because it showed up something like this. Come on, somebody. I was I was I was like I was looking for G-O-D. God was like J Y M. Come on, somebody. See, sometimes God will give you a vision, but what he delivers is the pieces and the ingredients to make that vision become a reality. See the question is, do you see the vision? when it shows up at your stoop in pieces? Do you see the vision that God has for you when it shows up? Do you see the promise that God has made and declared over your life when it shows up at your doorstep in the pieces to make it happen? See, you see this all through the scripture. Hey, Joseph, do you see the the vision of you being in the palace when it showed up in the package of you being in prison and in the pit? Moses, do you see the vision of you being in the promised land when it shows up in the package of pieces of you being the deliverer of Egypt and being in the desert for 40 years? Like, do you see the vision, Abraham, when you are called to be a father of many nations, but it shows up in you being sterile and of old age? Do you see the vision, Jesus, to save all of humanity when it's packaged in the pieces of a rugged cross and torture and torment do you see the vision and here's what i know about god that god has a vision for this church amen i know that god has a promise for this church i know that god has a desire for this church and according to jeremiah 29 verse 11 it says that he has a plan for us to prosper us to bless us to give us a hope and a future not to harm us god has a vision for this church but it may not show up the way you expected it to show up it may not show up in your house the way you expected it to show up because there's some assembly required. I really believe that God has a desire for this church and he has an immediate vision to share with this church. And, and here's the thing about, I know about God. That even though a box can show up at your doorstep, what matters is not what shows up at your doorstep. What matters is who it came from. I don't know if this seed is gonna be able to contain me, honey. That's why I stood
1: up, baby. That's why I stood up.
0: See, what matters is the sender. Because here's what I know. That if God sent it to you, and that God gave it to you, and God promised it to you, then he is faithful to complete what he promised. Can we give God a praise in this place.
1: That's one of the reasons why we can yeah. believe what God has for us. That's why we can look forward to to what is coming because of what He's already shown us. In during rally for our, our worship team, uh, that was one of the things that I was expressing to them. We've seen God's hand here. We've seen the things that He has promised us since we've been together um, as a church family. And, and we've just been going from glory to glory. And so when He gives us a vision and and we can trust in believe that what he has shown us, he is going to deliver. And we can stand firm on that word. And when we were going over, yeah, let's give it up. And when, when we were going over, when we were going over the numbers, you know, sometimes we, you know, we know things, you know, open handedly, oh yeah, great baptism. We had three baptisms. But when we look at things as a whole, like within a year or within the two year within the last two years, it's really phenomenal. And so when we were going over the numbers in our kitchen, I was just like, Wow, this is really amazing. If we can look at the board, it says here, so just within the last two years here at seventy seven Alaska, we're just gonna share exactly how Lord has blessed us. This
0: is this i want to tell you these this is the last 2 years Just so if within, you yeah. so if you thought the better days of christ uncensored were behind us pff, no glory i came to, glory. to tell you that the better days of Christ uncensored are, is not found in anything that is in the past. It's found in where he's taking us. But Come the beautiful on. thing yes. about it is that in the last two years, we've seen God's hand over and over and over and over again. Even after a pandemic, yes. God's hand has been over this church. Can we praise God Amen. in this place? Amen.
1: Within the last two years, we've had 49 baptisms. Come on. All right? We've had two uh, 225 plus in the, history, yeah. in the history. 225 plus baptisms here. I think we should give it up for that. That's people saying yes to Jesus. We've had our largest attendance was 118 people. That
0: was here at 77 Alaska.
1: And 156 year to date. We've had, we've had unique Dream Team members of 46. We've also had our largest kids attendance was 36. Mm-hmm. And then year to date, we've had a total of 42. Remember that, Easter? Yeah. It was just insane in there.
0: Jenny had 42 kids.
1: <laughs> All in by her, herself. <laughs> in her group, kids. We've had the average Dream Team member serving for Sunday it has been 19 people
0: serving every week. Can we just give them a round of applause? Like there's an average of 19 people serving every yeah. single Sunday. And across the last two years, 46 individual people have served in our church. I think that's worth a round of applause to those that have been serving.
1: Yeah, <laughs> 44 in growth attract grads. Growth track, yes. Well, we make a difference and we serve. We've had 34 in community groups. Come on. We've had nine child children dedications.
0: By the way, eight of them were this year. Last year, we only had one. One. 2022, we had eight. Yes. I remember last year, I said, go and have babies. Y'all took a literally, and he had eight (laughs) dedications.
1: And we've had a total of 29 Matrix University graduates. Come
0: on, let's give That's God a praise. Really
1: amazing.
0: You know, it's, it's amazing what God is doing in our church. because, yeah. and, and one of the reasons that we take inventory of what God is doing is because numbers matter. The numbers don't matter by themselves. The, the reason that they matter is that they represent something. They represent something. Each number represents an individual. Each number represents an actual person. And, and by the grace of God, again, 49 people got baptized right here so in good. this place. 49 people. So I want to say so at good. least 25 of them were invited by yes. Angie. I'm just <laughs> like... She is an evangelist, an evangelist. and so um, I just thank God because that's the highest amount of baptisms we had in the span of two years. Come on, somebody. Can we give God a praise? Now, yes. now... Now, again, in, in 2021, I want to give you some numbers. Can we talk about finances for a moment? Because I want to give you some numbers of our church. And and this is the opportunity that you get to kind of look at where the, the money of our church goes and how it's distributed. But the beautiful thing is that in 2021, this is the year right after the pandemic. The pandemic is still happening. It is during that year that we raised our largest Heart to Give offering, which was about $27,000. Contributed to the whole total we raised in 20. 2021, $106,000 by the donations of everyone here who has been generous throughout the year. Can we come on? Yes. Now, now, again, like, the year after, which was last year, 2022, we were able to raise $10,000 more than that. We raised $116,000. That was our yearly budget for 2022. This includes our Heart to Give Sunday. This includes our tithes. And this includes our offerings. $116,000. And guess what? The, what I love about that number is not so much the amount. It's more about the amount of givers. Yeah. Because we went from 2021 70 givers in the year. In other words, 70 people made that happen. But in 2022, there were more givers. 29 more people gave in 2022 than in 2021. I don't know about you, but I get excited about that because more people were generous in 2022. Can we give God a praise in this place? And, and the way we distribute that, I just want to break that down for us. So, in 2021, the way we distributed it was we had 40%. You can go right back. You can go right back to the previous slide. Uh, 2021, we distributed so 47% of the funds were used towards the church operations, the church functions. This is how this is how everything gets paid. This is our bills. This is how we function and operate as a church. Come on, somebody! Like, there's 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 faith that we have to believe in, but also there's finances that God has called us to distribute amongst the kingdom. There's certain things that God is not looking to to do a miracle through. God really wants to do it in a practical way. This is why James says, and he's talking about. Really, he's not talking about saving faith. He's talking about giving faith. He says, this is why it's, it's better for you to just give somebody money rather than say, hey, God bless you and God speed. That's where he says faith without works is dead. You can't just wish things. You can't just say, oh, when you have the funds and you have the resources. So 47% in 2021, and in compensation, that was 40%, but also in outreach, we were able to give 24, twenty. I'm sorry, 12.4% of everything that comes into this house, we believe in the tithe, not only for yes. those that are giving in the t- giving their tithe, but we tithe as a church. Yes. So yes. we actually give as a church. We for for the history of our church, for the entire duration of our church, we have never, listen to me, we have never lived off a hundred percent of what comes into our church.
1: Woo! Yes.
0: And trust me, like, it's like, you can use that extra 10%. We could get more lights. We could get a... No, like, I, I just don't want the heart of this church to be so self-absorbed mm-hmm. that we're only catering to the needs, the immediate needs of this house. I know that the immediate needs of this house are important, but I also believe that there are some needs that we need to meet when it comes to serving the needs of others globally. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And so watch this. Last year, I said that we would raise that our goal is to one day be able to give 20% of our of our funds away. Our goal right now is 10%. Well, guess what? In 2021, we were able to give 12.4%. That means we exceeded it by 2%. Yes. But also, but also in 2022, we had 41% uh, operations, 43% in compensation. Watch this, outreach 14 percent was given away to globally to charity to other ministries and organizations we are getting very close to that 20 percent of generosity through Christ's uncensored house of worship can we give God a praise in this place yes and so uh let me also give you some of the global influence now this is this happened in 2022 again I think a year goes by and we it could go by so quick and you don't pay attention all the things that God has done
1: yeah.
0: Like, that's something that I'm learning so much throughout the year, like especially being married to Lisa. Like Lisa would always tell me, hey, can you just, can you just sit down and smell the roses? Because everything, every time a miracle happens, you're, you're, in, you're, you're jumping into the next one. You're like, I'm, I'm, I can't wait. Like Vision Sunday, yes, let's go to the next thing. And she's like, no, take, take it in what God is doing right now. He's in the waiting. He's in this moment right now. And in 2022, listen to me, like, I think sometimes we can make things so familiar that we lose out on the, its value. Yeah. Do you understand that? Like, sometimes we take things for granted that we lose out on its value. Like, God placed it in your life to bless you, but you've become so familiar with it that it's no longer a blessing to you, that you can't receive from it, that you don't know its value. And in 2020. Um, two, can I show you some of the reach that God has provided for this ministry? I want to show you this for, for a second. Our online influence, this is something that's been on Our Vision Sunday for the last three to four years. God has spoken about this being a global ministry. Well, in 2022, That that vision became a reality because we grew in 2022. I'm talking about amongst all three platforms. Love is our logo, Kuhau, and and my personal account. It has grown to over 334,000 subscribers. Can we give God a praise for that? Over 30 million views only in one year of 2022. And on Instagram, we have a reach of 91,000 followers that are being viewed through all 50 states, 66 countries. I mean, God has given this ministry a global, a global platform to reach everyone throughout the world. So much so that I put out a feeler on youtube and i said hey if you don't have a church to call your home and you're looking for a church to call your home and you would like to be part of our online ministry and christ uncensored to be your official church home let me know 400 people responded and said, hey, I want to be part of Christ's uncensored house of worship. And I was like, wow, 400 people responded. That's more than we have even in the building. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, God is giving us a global platform. So don't see yourself as just a church in Staten Island. This is our primary focus. But he also told us to go to Jerusalem, Judea, and to the four corners of the earth. Can we praise God in this place? And so we are, reaching this, uh, we are reaching people globally, but we're also making an impact financially globally because God is meeting the needs. And we said it earlier that God allowed us to give in 2022, after a pandemic, the highest form of generosity that we've ever have done in the history of our church. We gave 14.8% away of what comes in at Christ's Uncensored House of Worship.
1: I'm excited about these numbers, guys. <laughs> No, really, because we are a church that believes in giving. We don't just believe in taking care of the need of KUHAO. We believe in taking care of the needs of others. And there's some organizations that, you know, local organizations that we've been able to give to. And there's been some international organizations that we've been able to give to. And that excites me. The fact that we went up 2% and we're at 14% in giving, my heart is like, hey, let's... (laughs) <laughs> let's keep on giving. When it needs, sow a seed, right? Let's keep sowing. Let's keep sowing. Oh, and so I'm excited about this next number. We have been able to give a total amount of $14,405.
0: We praise God for that.
1: That is really exciting we've had um future leaders we've given school supplies out we've had our uh, six children that we sponsor through compassion international we have brooklyn teen challenge we know that they are phenomenal we have celebrate hope recovery which is here on staten island it's an organization we completely believe in we have urban hope new york city which is also here in staten island and urgent assistance and helping hand where we've just been able to give a little pick-me-up to to people Amen. so the Amen. total in that was 14 and 14%. and that's exciting yeah. I, can't, and, I can't i can't sit. it and our,
0: <laughs> and our heart is really to continue to be a generous church yeah that's really our heart our heart is to continue to expand Um, the reach that God has for us, like just continue to expand forward and grow forward. Uh, Last year, again, another thing that can just kind of go by and us not like value, wow, like this really happened just a year ago, 2022. We launched three things for the first time in the history of our church. We launched our first time merchandise, Love Is Our Logo. Can we praise God for that? We also launched our dwell nights. We've never had a dwell night and God has allowed that to go forward we also launched something called vision builders campaign in the first in the first time in the history of our church we launched a giving campaign towards a building come on somebody and along with that along with that what we did is that we also said we're going to take the fifth sunday of every month to focus on vision building now, that's different from Vision Sunday. Vision Sunday is us coming together to hear the vision of our church. But Vision Builders Sunday, it's, it's happening the fifth Sunday of uh, any time that there's a fifth Sunday. So there's usually four. But about three or four times a year, there's a fifth Sunday. We decided that no matter what Sunday it falls on, we're going to take no matter what we're doing as a church, we're going to hit the pause button. No matter what we're doing. On a fifth Sunday, and we launch these Vision Builder Sundays. And what it is is that we're speaking to the Vision Builders. We're speaking to those that are that are really partnering up with the vision of this church and saying, "Hey, I believe that a building is in the horizon of our church, and we're going to make Amen. it happen." Amen? Yes. Amen. 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 Everybody, shout vision! Vision! Can we just praise God just for what we just went over? I mean, everything that God we know we know, Christ uncensored, that God is faithful Amen. because of what He's done in the past. We know that we can trust him for what he's going to do, what his plans are, what his future is for our church because of all that he's done in the past. Oftentimes I say, people ask me, Pastor how do you have faith for that? I'm like, because we started in a house with seven people. Like, I have faith for anything. When we were in the middle of a pandemic and it looks like numbers went down and people were just spread apart. And it was like, how do you have faith that we'll come back? I was like, because we started in my living room. Amen. Like, if there is no ground, like I love when I hear pastors launch their church and they're like yeah you know we met we met uh and we had interest meetings and you know we had first we got our worship team and and first we got our our executive pastor and first we got funding and i'm like man i wish i would have known all that because me and lisa were the only ones tithing i had to teach people how to tithe i had to teach people how to do pastor appreciation sunday this is how you honor me during these moments But we didn't know what pastor appreciates on Sunday. We didn't know any of these things. And, no. and we stepped out in faith. And we're, we've seen God's hand and his faithfulness yeah. in the past. And that's why it's so easy for us to trust him for what he's going to do in the future of our church. And I just want to um, share this uh, text. It's a, it's a little devotional for you guys. And it's found in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36. And I want to give you this one word. It's, it's God's will. Like, we need to understand God's will, because if we don't know, if you don't know God's will, God's will Smith will smack you in the face. I worked on that all week. I knew it was going to hit. I knew it was going to hit. (laughs) Everybody shout will. Will. So I want to talk to you about the will of God, because I really believe that we're not here for a suggestion. Like, I don't know about you, but I don't want a possible by God. I don't want to maybe by God. Anybody looking for, God, I just, I wish you would just show me who possibly can be. No. Like, God, I want to hear your will. God, I, I want to know what your will for my marriage is. I want to know what your will for my career is. I want you to know, I want to know what your will for where my placement ends. I want to know what your will is for my calling. God, I need to hear you, and I need to hear you now. God, would you reveal to me your will? And what I've discovered is, is that God's will is always present. But I've also discovered that our ability to perceive it is not always present. God showed me this and it wrecked me, John. It wrecked me. It was like God was saying, my son, my will is always present. But often what happens is that we get so desensitized by this world that our ability to perceive it sometimes is absent. So God's vision is always present. Our ability to perceive it may not always be present. Like... This is what this is what we want. We want to be able to perceive God's will. We want to be able to see God's will. We want to be able to, to, to capture and catch God's will. Proverbs verse twenty uh, Proverbs twenty nine verse eighteen says this. It says it says if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what He reveals, they are most blessed. I don't know about you, but I wanna I don't want to live a okay blessed life. Yeah. I want to live a most blessed life. And what what Proverbs is saying is like when you can't see what God is doing, you're like DMX. I'm slipping, I'm falling, I can't get up. Hey yo, stay out the dark. Because if I catch you when the sun is down, running, clown, come up off that. I'm gonna go all right. Let me stop while I am ahead. Yes. If you can't see what God is doing, you're you're stumbling all over yourself and and God is saying, it's not that you're just tripping for the sake of tripping. It's just that you can't see what I'm doing. But then I saw the answer in Romans chapter 12, verse 2. It says, "It says, don't copy the behaviors and customs of the world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn. Someone shout learn. Learn. It says, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Here's what I know about God's will that it's always present. Amen. But our ability to perceive it may not always be present. Like, I need you to catch this because this is going to change your, it'll change your prayer life. You won't be saying, God, show me your will. God, please show me your will. God, what's your will for me? You'll be saying, God, let me perceive. Let me have the ability to perceive what's already there. Yeah. See, see, rhythm is always present. Reuben's ability to perceive it is absent. Come on, that I want to rock with you. We can do this one. All night, dance with you. Sunlight. All right, Luke Monaco. It's not present for Luke Monaco either. <laughs> See, uh, the rhythm is always present. The question is, do we have the ability to perceive the rhythm that's always present? The question isn't if God's will is present. The question is, do we have the ability to perceive it? And and here's what I believe. That's that's our goal. Our goal every single year, Christ Uncensored, is to share God's will.
1: Amen. It's to
0: share the vision. And here's what we believe, that as we share God's vision, what happens, what begins to happen is that your ability to perceive it begins to happen. Your, and so we've seen this year after year, after nine and a half years of pastoring and that we've launched in, into this church plant, after nine and a half years, what we've seen is just people's ability to perceive God's will. And some people caught it at first, but some people, it took three to four years before they caught it. It's like it was there the whole time. It was there in 2013, but some some people didn't catch it till 2016. It was there in 2013 and somebody caught it. I remember Jenny talking to her and telling her about baptism. She's like, what's baptism about? And I'm saying it's declaring your faith publicly. And she's like, I want to sign up for that. And then she didn't know that she was going to be the Kuhao cool Kids director. But then she caught it. She's like, yeah, I want to be a world changer. I want to yes. invest in our children. I caught the vision. I know that it's not just Pastor O. I know it's not just Lisa. I caught the vision. I caught the vision. And then year after year, we continue to share. And we see like, who's going to catch it? this year? Yes. Who's going to learn to perceive God's will for this house? Who's going to be able to catch it? And then we see somebody like Lucas who's Ooh. been around as a child and he's learned a couple of things and he's seen it and he's yes. like, wait a minute, wait a- I'm not just here to be an attender. I'm not just here to just kind of yes. fill in a seat and be a participator. Yeah. I'm here to make a difference. I'm part of the vision. I yeah. see it, Pastor Roe. I see the building. I see the calling. I see where God has taken us. It takes like somebody like Amanda who comes in two years just to two years ago just to take some pictures but guess what? God has some plans for her and as we shared the vision guess what? Eyes began to open for God and for Reuben but that's besides the point. The vision was is always there but the ability to perceive it had to be developed and there's some people, can I be honest, there's some people that God is waiting for your ability to perceive it. And he's saying, my son, my daughter, when? This is not to guilt trip anybody, but this is for us to really take inventory and say, God, God, not show me your will. God, help me perceive what you've already shown. God, help me see what it is you're doing. And we see this year after year, people like Stephen that has come into this place and saying, hey, I just want to be where God wants me and 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 guess what for many many years we didn't have a sound sound person and and what we did john john held every title in this church by the way (laughs) but stephen is like hey i i'm I'm called to this I, i see myself in the vision I see myself in the vision. Like I said earlier, Amanda, we, we didn't have an online experience, but I see myself in the vision. You guys who have been here five, six years, you know that we've been talking about an online ministry for many, many years, that God is going to make it happen, that God, and guess what? Someone came into the mix and said, hey, get, listen, I don't know, I got a camera, but I know that this is more than a camera in God's hands. The question is not if God's will is present the question is do we have the ability to perceive it so in this 2023 presentation as we talk about our vision Sunday I want to talk to you about this idea of in the waiting because we can continue to keep just coming along and showing up and just having great service and I think it's amazing but I think that God wants something more for us and oftentimes here's what happened God will continue to remind us just continue to remind us guess what the vision is going to happen the vision is going to happen the question is are you going to perceive it are you going to be part of it or are you just going to be in the bench guess what in the bench everyone gets a ring but not everybody participated in that everyone gets a ring so no no judgment here you'll get a ring you come into the building and be like, This is amazing. This is awesome. God, you're so amazing. But when it was time to respond, you didn't see yourself as a participator. You saw yourself as a spectator. And God is calling for 100% participation. Now, again, I'm not speaking to you if you're a visitor. I'm not speaking to you here if you're here for the first time. I'm not even speaking to you if you've been coming here a couple of times or even watched online a couple of times and you saw this good-looking guy and you were like, I got to hear what he has to say. I'm speaking to you who have called this place your home. Yeah. I'm, I'm speaking to you who have called this place your house. This is the place that God speaks to me. This is the place that I call my spiritual home. Yeah. And sometimes we overestimate what God can do in a year. And this is a generational thing. Like, you, like 10 years will go by and we're still struggling with the same stuff. Because every year we got like a, a new thing. we got to try a new thing. And God is saying, no, like I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to, rem- I'm not trying to reveal something new. I'm trying to you to remember what I've already revealed. And now I need you to respond to it. Someone say respond.
1: Respond.
0: Respond. And so as you hear what we're going to share about today, what, what God is looking for is people who are in it for the long haul. Not not just anybody like this is so important because yeah. I think what happens is sometimes we just like, God, I want a, I want a new fortune for 2023. Like Lisa has woke up with a different Rolando every year. Yeah. Man bun Rolando.
1: Yes.
0: Part Rolando.
1: Correct.
0: Mullet Rolando when I was trying to grow the man bun. I remember. 325 pound Rolando. Yeah. 245 pound Rolando. Oh, Come on, oh. somebody. <laughs> No beard Rolando.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> beard
0: Rolando. But I just I just think that God is not looking for some 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 people that are, are interested in, in get, getting like this new thing, novelty, kind of like, oh yes, what's new for this year? No, like God is looking for people that are so dedicated yeah. that they'll say, I don't need anything fresh. I just need to be faithful. Mm, that's good. I need that's to be so faithful. And God, God, I want a new word. Pastor Hector Medina's, like I hope Pastor Hector Medina comes next week, by the way, he's coming next week to preach next week. Can we give it up for Pastor Hector Medina? But I hope anybody that comes with the heart, God, I need a fresh word from you. Pastor Medina will be like, do what I already told you, cuz. Like, God, I want a fresh word. He's like, no, I just need you to be responsible for the word I've already given you. Amen. And again, I know some of this sounds a little strong, but I think sometimes we need that, like, that locker room talk. You know what I mean? When the coach brings everybody, it's halftime, we're down by 10, and it's like, hey, I need to talk to y'all. I'm talking to family here. I'm, I'm talking to God's children here. Yes. I'm talking to people that God has called you to participate in what he's, he's doing in our church. And so I, as you hear this message, I, do want, I want you to have these three things in mind. All right. We want
1: you to seek direction from the Holy Spirit. Thank you. <laughs> really ask, ask Holy Spirit. Seek direction from Him. Have an open heart is the second thing. Yeah. You know, with an open heart, seek Holy Spirit and take a step of faith.
0: Amen. Amen. And, and as you hear what we're about to share, I just want to share the, the three focuses. Um, again, we're still on the point of God's will. This is what we believe God's will for our house is. Yeah. Now, again, this is a lot of what we shared today has already been shared, and this is really a reminder. This is a reminder for us, and uh, the first focus that God has for our church is people. Everybody shout people. People. So our first focus is people, and how we're going to focus on people by strengthening our current ministries. Here's what I know about Jesus, that Jesus' heart is for people. I need you to hear that. Jesus' heart is for people. We're not looking for a church just to grow in numbers, though. We're looking for a church that will grow spiritually and will grow emotionally healthy. So we're not just looking to gather a crowd. We're looking to create a community because Jesus loves people. He didn't tell people just to stay where they were. He actually said, come and follow me. And so what God's heart for this house is, is that we would strengthen our ministries because strengthening our ministries allows us to reach more people, but not just to reach more people, but to make them disciples and followers of Jesus. Amen? Amen. And so the way we're going to strengthen our, our ministries are these three ways. Number one, it's our Sunday experience. Everybody say, shout Sunday experience. Sunday experience. So our Sunday experience, um, what that means is that we want to take a moment. We want to be able to upgrade some of the things that it takes to run a Sunday experience. And I know some of us, we might not even know what it takes to run a Sunday experience. We might, again, we're just, we just come and we enjoy service. But how many know that there's investments that need to be made in yeah. the kingdom? Like there's just investments. How many are grateful that you can hear me right now? through this speaker how many grateful how many are grateful that even on sundays that maybe you weren't able to attend that you were able to watch online all that cost money all that cost something how many have how many parents in the house and how many have those kids that just don't know where money comes from like you know what i'm talking about it's just like Dad, can I get $20? God, can I get $40? God, can can you cash at me 10 right now? Can you cash at me 20 right now? Can can you please? It's like, where do you think this comes from? You know how many videos I gotta make? (laughs) That was funny, right? That was funny. Encourage yourself in the Lord. like, right, and, and sometimes we just, not, not in a mean way, but sometimes the truth is that we kind of take for granted some of yeah. the things. Like, and so we made an investment when we bought these speakers. These speakers belong to us, these lights belong to us. We set up those projectors, we set up these lights, a lot of the things, that it, but it did cost us some money. Yeah. But now there are certain things that we've been holding on to for, for dear life. Because we don't got the funds to upgrade. How many have that hoopty at home? You know what I mean? Like you know you shouldn't be driving it, but you driving it. There's some things in this church right now that are hanging by a tape. I'm not gonna tell you Literally. what they are. <laughs> Literally. I'm not gonna tell you what they are because I need you to have faith in this hour. How many of you know that's like these mics right here? We've had for eight and a half years. Eight and a half years. Like I'm telling you, like I'll, I'll I'll pull lemon juice out of a lemon. Like I'll make it happen. But I also believe that there comes a time where we shouldn't be driving the hoopty.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Especially when God has called us to be a generous church. Well, there's a there's an investment that we can make. There's an investment that we can make called Portable Church Industries. Portable Church Industries is an investment about six thousand to ten thousand dollars. And what they do, they set us up in such a way that no matter where we are, whether it's physically stationary or that we have to pick up and go, they make it that our setup would be no longer than 45 minutes. It's Those that have been on the roadie team, see, some of us are like, okay, that's cute. But those of us that have been on the roadie team and have been here for two and a half hours before service, for an hour and 30 minutes service, yeah. just to tear down for another hour, know the blessing of what it would be to have a 45-minute setup. Yeah. They create these systems that allow us to set up any anytime, any place, anywhere in 45 minutes. Now, that does cost a $6,000 investment, but I genuinely believe through the generosity of Christ Uncensored, we can see that investment yeah. from seeing it here to seeing it as a reality, amen? okay we want to fortify and strengthen our growth track right now growth track is running on bare minimum Get, uh, praise god for pastor ruben and uh for leading our growth track and community groups also our KuHow how kids yes. right can you imagine the day that we have this amazing KuHow kids i really believe we have an amazing KuHow kids program right now but that's only off running off the bare minimum of our budget Sometimes Jenny has to fund it through her own pocket because she really believes in the next generation, and she's like, I'm not going to give them second-class stuff. I want to give them the best. Praise God for Jenny Cayuch. And so imagine the day that we can completely fund our Kuhau Kids ministry. I mean, I'm seeing some world yeah. changers coming yeah. out of that building. Amen? Yes. Amen? Yes. Okay, so why are we doing all this? Listen to me, Christ Uncensored. I'm about to go. On, I'm about to go off stage. Media team is panicking right now. The reason that we're doing this is because people need Jesus. It's because I genuinely feel like we need to change Staten Island. Amen. I, I want to be really, really frank and really, really honest. Lisa and I, and I'm, and I'm, I'm. Again, I'm talking to. I'm talking to family. Lisa and I are not here because we want to be here just to be here. We're here not only because we love you, we're here because we feel compelled by God. This is why it's so important that we know the will of God. Because during the pandemic, when it got really tough to pastor, and you get a $75,000 offer to go pastor another church, where you don't have to be the one leading the charge, you could just be an associate pastor and get paid $75,000 double what I was making at the time? You can fall into that temptation because it's a good thing. But a good thing that's outside of a God thing becomes a curse in your life. So, good. so what, am I, what am I saying? So what am I saying? Why are we doing all this? Because we have seen the will of God. Yeah. So it's easy to turn down an offer like 75,000 when another church, not only one offer, two churches offer you. Another position, hey, I would love for you to start a campus for me. I'm paying X, Y, and Z. Are you willing to do it? And I'm like, sabes que? Honey, I don't know if I'm being appreciated right now. Because you know the devil will talk to your feelings, right? You know the devil, is a, he's the pain whisperer. He'll speak your pain. Oh, you know, you know. Psh, you're going to be stuck with the salary that you have. and he will talk to you. But when you have seen the will of God, you could easily turn down $100,000 to be a campus pastor. Because why? Because I genuinely believe that God has planted Christ uncensored uniquely in Staten Island to make a difference in this city that will transform generations. Okay, let's give you the second focus. What's our second focus?
1: Focus number two is property. Hey! I, uh, I was gonna say. I'm excited about this one you know we've always been a church that has been um, set up and tear down since the beginning of time since we started in our living room in 2013 we would set up the kids room as kids ministry and the living room would be set up for service and we did this for years and then I remember just receiving a text message during worship it was Maylene and I were worshiping I received a text message and Kim Walker And Kim, oh, yes, my girl, Kim Walker. Yes.
0: iPod worship. Come on, somebody. That's
1: right. Oh, the good days. And I get this text message, and it says, you no longer can meet at your house. You can no longer can have church at your house. So I'm like, oh, my God, here we go, Ro. And he just shares it with everybody. And he's like, all right, guys, we have to leave this week. Like, that was the last Sunday. They were not giving us another Sunday. It was that La- that was this last Sunday we were going to be at the house. And I just remember the Lord um, just put a sensing in my heart that we were supposed to be at 11 Olympia yeah. Boulevard. And that building held about what, 79? 75, 75, 70, about 75, 80 people. And the thing was that I've never been. I have never stepped foot into that building. I didn't want to
0: go to 11 Olympia Boulevard. I'm going to be honest.
1: No, he didn't. I,
0: did. I, had, an other, I had another church in mind.
1: Yeah, at a different time as well, too. And um, I was like, no, I, I think it's supposed to be 11 Olympia Boulevard. I'm like, let's just drive through it. I just want to see. And he's like, it's 8 o'clock. Like, Lee, it's gonna the, the gate is going to be down. And I'm like, I know, but let's just drive it. We drive. We park right in front. Gate is down. You can't see anything in it. And I'm like, this is it. This is where we need to go. I was go. like,
0: how do you even know? Jesus. i said like, you never even been in the place i've already preached in the place a couple of times and it's a nice place yeah. but they only had a four o'clock time frame
1: yes and i didn't
0: think four o'clock was of the holy spirit <laughs> here yes. we are again four here o'clock here we
1: are again <laughs> um. <laughs> i was exactly. like there's no way we're
0: doing no four o'clock service and i did it with that face too
1: yes he I was did. like, there's
0: no way. We're going to do 4 o'clock service. We're at 11 a.m., and we're going to stick to 11 a.m., and the latest I'll do it is 1 p.m.
1: Yeah, and then when that other church at 1 p.m. first said yes.
0: They said yes to us. I said, that was the Lord.
1: And I was like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. And then what happens that same day? You the get a call. Same day they
0: call me. They're like, sorry, we made a mistake. Yes. And I said, can you just please stick to it so I don't have to tell my wife she was right. <laughs>
1: So then, what happens? We set up a meeting with Pastor Jones. Let's give it up for Pastor Jones. Yeah. And he, him and Jen, opened their their church, their hearts, their lives to us. And can I tell you that when I sat across from this man, it was like we were just, it was one heartbeat. Yeah. One heartbeat. And he opened everything to us. Yeah. Everything. There was not one thing we could not use.
0: We went from a church of having nothing to a church having a sound system, yeah. a band. Yes. His church came and helped us do worship. I mean, just in the matter, like overnight, in the matter of a week, all that took place. Yeah. Um, one of the reasons that we are so generous as a church is because of how generous they were with us. They taught us yeah. to have a heart of generosity and not just be stingy and hold things back. And so um, this this was um, we were there at Olympia Boulevard. Anybody from Olympia Boulevard know what I'm talking about? That's an old school clique. That's what's up. 11 Olympia Boulevard. We were there for about three and a half years. Then God yeah. brought us to a school, and we were there setting up and tearing down from 7 a.m. We have our roadie team in the house. Come on, somebody. We got a, we got a we got a we got a legend in the house, Vic. And, and so and so and so. We've been setting up and tearing down for the last nine and a half years. I just believe that God is saying that it's time for us to step into our own building. And I have a vision that God can turn a warehouse into a worship center. No, 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 I really mean it. Like, I really believe that we have a vision that God can turn a warehouse into a worship center. Can we give God a praise in this place? Like, like, can you just imagine that we would have a building that would serve as a multi-purpose uh, building to make a difference in its community, but that can have multiple church services at 11 a.m., at 1 p.m., and at 4 p.m., and also be our broadcast, campus where we'd be able to broadcast to other parts of Staten Island and now also throughout the entire region furthermore throughout the entire United States because we have a main campus I don't know about you I look forward towards the day that we can just flip the switch and everything is there so I want to just thank personally thank all our dream team members for every chair that was set up, for every bathroom that had to be cleaned, for every pipe and drape that had to be assembled, for every sound system that had to be put together, for every lighting truss that had to be carried. I want to honor you right now on behalf of our church, and I want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Can you give God a praise in this place? Our focus number three is what I call production and projects and and so the first one is people we're always going to be focusing on people the second focus for this year's we're going to strengthen our ministries we're we're believing property but also we're going to have these projects that are going to allow us to leave a legacy for the future like I, i really believe that god christ has called us to make a mark in Staten Island that's gonna impact our future. By the way, I had a conversation with my my son, and I hope he's okay with me sharing this. If not, I am the father. (laughs) And then we were talking about, he's like, yo, dad, it's crazy because you would've changed a lot of people's lives if you would've taken that $75,000 to pastor another church. And I was like, wow, he's like, yeah. He's like, Lucas would've never met Amanda. He goes, Ruben would have never met Amanda. And he goes, and I wouldn't have met friends here that I like and a cool. Friends. You guys know something I don't know? Like, what's... He's like, our lives would have been changed had you taken those $75,000 yeah. in the south shore of New Jersey.
1: Yeah.
0: Imagine. And I said, wow. I said, wow, Bob. Like, I never even realized that. But what it taught me is that our presence matters, yes. our presence matters, and God is your actions today are going to have a ripple effect in the future. Your actions today are going to have a ripple effect in the future. it matters what you do today because it could change what happens in the future yeah. and so we want to have these we want to have these we want to have a production, but we also want to have projects and so I want to um I want to share with you uh, that our goal is to have a multi-church campus. And again, do you see it? The question is, do you perceive it? Yes. And if you perceive it, are you willing to sow into it? Are you willing to see yourself as a participator? God reveals you take responsibility. That's it. God reveals, okay, God. When you but the thing about you taking responsibility is that He doesn't leave you alone through it. He's in the waiting. He's in the waiting. And so what God does is that he gives us these projects. And he says, hey, uh, I believe that there's a full online experience for multiple church campuses. Like, I see it, even though I don't see it. Like, today the sound went down for our online experience. And I'm like, God, how? How? How are we going to have a full online experience? We can't even get the sound right. What happens? And and that's not on anybody, by the way. I, I hope nobody takes that person because that's not i'm just saying us as a team like how is it that we like what how could you how could we see it when i don't see it Mm. is you trust in his word you trust in the sender we trust that that's what that this is why we're having these moments because we're not here to play pick up basketball and seeing who the best of the best is no we're gonna get better every single week every single week every single week yes amen Amen. So, like, I believe that we're going to have a full online experience for multiple campuses. I love what Amanda says. She goes, I do it for the Jennies that can't always be in attendance at church. She goes, that's my devotion. That's my calling because there's some people that won't be able to walk in these doors, but they need to hear the message that's coming out of this platform. As a matter of fact, three people signed up for baptism last week that are miles and miles away. I believe there's going to be a time we're going to be able to put it on camera, yes. the people that are getting baptized miles and miles away. So we also, I believe, I've been saying that we're going to see a worship single. How, how long have I been saying that, guys? Long Long time. Long time. Long time. Long Long time. time. (laughs) I didn't even know was happening. That was a surprise. Or okay, I didn't even know was happening. Today at Dream Team Rally, we sang a Kuhao original that was written by Yvette Fall, someone who saw herself as part of the vision and said, "I'm signing up." So I believe that we're going to be able to do that at the, by the end of the year, but also, this is my heart, my heart, I, God has given me a heart for children, because I feel like children are so innocent, yeah. and children are so like, like I just look at them, the other day I saw, I saw a mom walking in, into like a, a Dwayne Reed or something, and she looks at her kid, and she's like, why are you such a moron, and I looked at that eight-year-old, and I was just like, God, he's just, he's, he's just gonna be like the byproduct of, of what his mother pour, pours into him, And I have this heart for children. I'm just like, there's some children that that they're dying because they don't have anything to eat. And I just think that it's amazing that our church can sponsor six children right now. We've been sponsoring them. Listen to me. We've been sponsoring them since they've been five years old. And here we are 10 years later, and they're 15. They're all grown up now. I was looking at the pictures. I was like, wow, we've been sponsoring this kid for 10 years and has seen God do a thing in their life so we've been sponsoring six i believe we could sponsor seven i mean we could sponsor eight yes we can sponsor 10 Mm -hmm. and here's another heart i have i believe that we can one day sponsor the only christian drug rehab program in staten island celebrate hope recovery yeah he's already doing the work he just needs people to come help and support that work that he's already doing amen yes, we amen. don't need to create our own drug rehab program it's already being done we just need to sow into it amen, amen. and so amen. the last project or is really the kickoff project and the kickoff project is easter campaign can we praise god Woo! oh by the way by the way by the way can i just show you a video can i just show you a video of what i declared in 2019 Courtesy, by the way, this is, this, is, this is recorded courtesy by our first live stream person, Nessa, okay? This is, she used to live stream all our services. So if you ever want to go back to Kuhao pre-77 Alaska, just go to Vanessa's page. And you will see all our, all, she would live stream every single one of our services. And look what I declared in 2020. This was 2020, right before the pandemic, February. Can we put that up? We will also have multimedia, which means that we're going to launch our YouTube channel with original content. We'll to have a weekly video through Instagram and Facebook to reach people that are far from a We will also be able to broadcast our service on CTV, send out a channel. that who's that preacher i don't know if you were able to hear it clear but i said that in in 2021 we would have we would have a program that would show up on ctv staten island broadcast by the grace of god again amanda throughout her connections how many how many grateful guess what we were on ctv and now we will have regularly scheduled program on ctv i think that that deserves a shout in this place come on okay So we have our Easter campaign that we launch every single year. And this year, I believe that we will be able to have another 11 a.m. service for Easter. And we're gonna be able to reach 1,000 people for our Easter egg hunt. Uh, Last year, I said that we had not been able to have an Easter egg hunt since the pandemic, and we're going to come back to form. Well, guess what? We came back stronger than ever, and we were able to bring 795 people in attendance, gave over 2,000 eggs, 41 people volunteering, and we saw God's hand all over that event. This is what he's calling all of us to participate in. Again, this is a a, a rally at the backstage locker talking to you. God is talking to you. I I know it's me right now, but I really believe that this is God just using me as a vessel. And he's saying, hey, would you perceive what I've already revealed? So God has already revealed it to you. But here's the next word I need you to catch. That's the vision of this house, guys. It's people. It's a property that we're believing for. And it's these projects and this production that we are going to do through online ministry. Like, that's the vision of this house right now for the next few years. And God is saying, do you perceive that and do you see yourself as a part of it? Yeah. This is the second word I want to give you. Everybody shout work. work. Look what Hebrews 10 verse 36 says. It says, you need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. Did you notice that part where it says when you have done? See, because it's not just the will that is being released. It's us taking responsibility for the will that was released. That's called work. And you see, and so many times, God releases a work, and I don't know about you, but sometimes I fall in the trap of just like, God, you do it all. Are you ever that? God, like, God, God, please just take away. Take away this pain. Make me not love them no more. And God is saying, well, stop calling. them. <laughs> God, I need this job. Just give me a job. God is saying, fill out a resume. <laughs> God, would you just make this Oreo sandwich low-fat? And he's like, get on a diet. <laughs> like, we want the miraculous, and we want God to do it all, but God is saying, no, I reveal my will. But then it says, after you have done. Ooh,
1: so good.
0: He's calling us to go to work. He's calling us to go to work, Christ Uncensored. He's not calling us just to be spectators and just say, oh, God, your presence is amazing. But then it doesn't add up to anything when we leave this place and we still live self-absorbed lives and what is in it for me and where God is taking me and God. And God just becomes the means to an end in our lives. That's not what God is. God is saying, I'm revealing my will, but I'm looking for people that will go to work because the harvest is plenty, but the workers are few. See, we don't have to work for our salvation but because we have been saved, we can go to work Amen. for the salvation of others. Amen. And so I want you to write this down, the practical is part of the miracle. Woo! Okay. The practical is part of the miracle. See, see like we, I often think like God could've just performed an entire, Jesus here on earth could've performed miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle and have never done anything practical. But how many of you know that Jesus healed the blind man, miracle, but he also told the blind man to wash his face, practical. Jesus told Peter, hey, I'm going to fill that net with fish, miracle. But he says, turn the net to the other side, practical. Oh, Jesus fed 5,000 and he fed them miraculously, but how many of you know that he also said, gather up. With baskets, practical. See, Jesus would, would walk on water, but he also walked on ground. <laughs> like, I don't know about you, but if I could walk on water, I'm walking on water everywhere. <laughs> right? But that's the miracle. And Jesus saying, no, I'm not here just for you to live in the miraculous. I'm looking you to see the miracle in the practical. So good. So good. Because I also slept in a boat. I also walked with sandals. And that was part of what allowed me to share the message of the kingdom with many. It wasn't me walking on water, it's me walking from town to town. The practical is part of the miracle. And so here's when it gets real practical. And and again, I wish that we could just pray this thing into the miraculous. God, would you just right now, look, gold dust, coming from the sky look dollars coming from uh, man that would be a report i even told the lord i said lord if you give me the two hundred thousand dollars i give you my word i will go put the down payment on the on the building and he said i'm not looking just to do it through you i I felt corrected like god corrected me he's like oh you almost like god was like oh you want the blessing. Because for me, I'm like, sometimes I don't even want to ask people. You ever feel that way? Like, I just don't want to ask. Like, God, just you do it. And God is saying, no, I want to get a blessing through my people. I'm not asking nothing from them. I'm trying to get a blessing to them. And so, and so God, God, God. It's saying, do you you see the miracle even in the practical? Do you see the miracle even in the practical? Do you see the miracle in the practical? And so real practical, everything that we just shared, we will be able to do with a $15,000 budget. Now, what we do right now is that we are able to uh, do all this, everything that we do currently, we do it through an $8,000 budget. So average of what comes in at Christ Uncensored is an average about $8,000 a month. And we're able to do everything that we are able to do with $8,000 a month. And I thank God that we've never been in debt. I thank God that all our bills are paid. I thank God that all our staff is paid. I thank God that we are, like, we've never been in the red. I thank God that we have money in the savings account. Come on, somebody. I thank God that financially this church has been stewarded correctly and properly. And we even have an outside agency that monitors our finances to make sure that every penny is on record in fact if you ever wanted a copy of where every penny of this church goes to we actually have a financial report every year that is released and it'll be published on our website even right now it's published on our website from the year before so you can always look to it so that you can have the freedom to be obedient to what God is saying and so with $15,000 a month We're able to have a 40% budget towards church life. That's our church operations. A 40% budget towards staffing. I don't know about you, but let me tell you something. Reuben went to work full time and the church was on pause for like eight months. Oh, my
1: God. So difficult. Seriously.
0: Why? Because we're at the capacity. We're at the capacity right now. One person can only pastor effectively 72 people. One person. We're maxed out. What does that mean? That other people need to see the vision in order for this to grow, in order for this to expand. And Ruben started working, and I was like, "Ru, I need you full time." Yep. Ruben quit his job to go full time without getting paid. Yeah. yeah. What am I trying to say? I'm trying to say, go quit your job. Now I'm not saying to go quit your job, <laughs> but what I am saying. Because if you quit your job, nobody will tithe, and then we just (laughs) practice to square one. What I am saying is that he saw himself so tethered to the vision of this house that he knew in this season that God would provide towards him. And here's what I'm saying. With a $15,000 budget, Lisa will be able to go full-time, and Pastor Reuben will be able to go full-time. Come on, somebody. We will also be able to have some money in the savings account for what for the purpose of expansion Amen. let me be honest we could just chill here Yeah. we're Christ uncensored we're good we're good we're good we could do this every single Sunday we could be here we could do what we're doing right now with a $8,000 budget and we could be fine except What if God wants us to do more? Amen. What if God wants us to go further? And he's just looking for more participators. By the way, that $8,000 budget, that $8,000 that comes in, is done by 40 people. The average giver on a monthly basis at Christ Uncensored is 40 people. We have 40 consistent people. And again, everybody gets a ring. Everyone gets a ring but it was 40 people that made that $8,000 figure happen. 40 people. Which, by the, by the way, statistically, that's about maybe 35 to 40% of our church. Statistically, only 12% of the church gives. I think that at least statistically, we are doing a lot better than the church at large. I love this house because of your generosity and your giving. We have almost 40% of this church giving. Amen. And so so we got a $15,000 budget. We also uh, have a vision of raising $200,000 above the budget. And on April 30th, I'm going to be talking about that more, how we can raise funds for our building. But, but again, here's where I want to talk uh, particularly to um, our church family because um, he's calling all of us to do this. He's calling everyone here who calls this church their home to be a participator. It's for you to take a step to sow into the vision of this church. Again, I, this, is, this is the part that, how many of you know that it's hard talking about finances? Yeah. Like when Lisa and I first talked about finances, the first time we ever spoke about finances, she manifested. Hi, <laughs> She was like, what do you mean? I can't spend this money. I was like, name yourself. it's hard but guess what now the way we run finances is is smooth yeah because we had the hard conversations and so that's what we're having right now we're having the hard conversation to everybody here to our online audience that calls this place home and so we're asking everybody to take a step of faith and on heart to give sunday we're going to raise what we call our epic faith goal Offering. We're looking to raise on Heart to Give Sunday, March 5th. This is so for those of you that don't know, once a year we come together as a church and we give our very best offering. Like this is our like bells and whistles offering. This is not the offering that you give normally. And what we do as a church is that we say, God, I'm asking you to put in my heart an amount for me to give. Now, I want to praise God because in 2021, I'm sorry. 2019 one year we had 12 people give $1000. Yeah. 12 people that year we raised 25,000 but watch this 12,000 of those 25,000 was done by 12 people. Here's here, here's what I believe God placed in my heart for us to raise this year $50,000. With us raising $50,000, it's going to allow us to do everything that we just mentioned above and beyond. Without any like trepidation, without any fear, we're going to be able to do everything that God has called us to do in the vision of this house, completely without debt, without anything, above and beyond. Now, you might be like, $50,000? $50,000? And, and I'm just saying, like, it's in the house. Amen. It's in the house. It is. I heard two amens. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me stir up your faith right now. All right? They said it's in the house. I love, I love, house. I love when we talk about money in the church because everybody's face is like, where are you going with this, mess up? I love it. You like be like, yo, I, the Lord gave me a prophetic word. I got $5,000 for you. You don't need no confirmation. Like, $5,000, praise the Lord. Hey, the Lord is calling you to give $5,000. I'm going to have to pray about that, Pastor Rob. <laughs> I need 10 confirmations for that one, right? And, and so, and so um, on Heart to Give Sunday, we're going to have a guest speaker. We're going to have the pastor of Salem, one of the most thriving churches here in Staten Island. They're going to come and share on generosity. But our goal is to raise $50,000. Now, is it possible? Absolutely. All it takes is 100 people to give $500. 100 people giving now, now, now I, I don't normally do this, but when I spoke to my pastor, my pastor was like, hey, anytime you give, as an example, you have to model it for your church. So this year, Lisa and I, our faith offering is going to be the largest donation that we've ever given towards Heart to Give Sunday. That's a stretch yeah. for us. Now, here's the beautiful thing, that what stretches me doesn't stretch you. You ever see... Pastor Ruben try to bend his neck this way? This is as far as he goes. So this is a stretch for him. This is a stretch for me. Why? Because we're not all in the same position. See, he's not looking for equal amount, but he's looking for equal sacrifice. And so, so it's supposed to stretch you. It's supposed to like, ooh, ooh. ooh that hurt a little bit. You might have to Put Dunkin' Donuts on pause for a second. You might not you might maybe not take a three thousand dollar vacation and maybe take a two thousand dollar vacation this year. <laughs> <laughs> cookie. <It's> cookie.
1: <laughs> All
0: right, listen, I'm not Puerto Rican. Now what do I know? So anyway, back to our schedule program. Can we put the chart up here? Here's where he's challenging all of us. And thank you so much for your time. He's calling us to stick a step up. Everybody say step up. Step
1: up. Say step up. Step up. Say step up. Step up. Step up. Step up. Here's where he's calling you. If you've never
0: given anything in this house, here's what I'm asking you. If you've never given anything, I'm asking you as your pastor, would you consider giving something? That's it. I'm not telling you any amount. I'm just saying I'm encouraging you in the same way I would say, hey, would you consider serving? Hey, would you consider going to growth track? Hey, would you consider matrix? This is what I'm telling you. Hey, would you consider just giving? Give any amount. Ask God and just give any amount. But what if you've already done that? What if you've already given it to this church? Well, I'm asking you to take the next step, become an offering giver. And what that means is that you're 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 not, you haven't caught the revelation of the tithe yet. You haven't caught the revelation of generosity, but you also know that you can't stay where you are. Amen. And you're saying, okay, okay, my heart, my heart's not there, but I need to, I need to condition my heart to move towards that direction. And what you're, That's called an offering giver. And what you're saying as an offering giver is this. You're saying that I'm going to commit to an amount. It might not be 10%. It might be 5%. It might be 3%, but I'm going to be faithful to that 3%. Okay, here's what I know about that, that no one has ever regretted being generous. Amen. No one has ever said, man, I wish I would have never spent all that money on, on those kids in compassion. Yeah, Your heart actually begins to expand. The Bible says that the world of the generous gets larger and larger, but the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. I don't know about you, but I want to live this large, expansive life. And so maybe you are an offering giver. Maybe you already give regularly a certain amount. But what if God is calling you today? Please don't check out on me. What if God is calling you today to become a tither? And what, what essentially is this, is you say, can, I'm going to take 10% of what God has given. I'm going to teach on this in two weeks. God has given me 100%, and I'm just going to take 10%, and I'm going to return it back to God. Now, I thought that I was the king of the castle at the tithing level. But God says, no, the tithe belongs to me. You're only returning to me what belongs to me. That changed me forever. He says, now you got to go above and beyond the tithe. And so what, I've, what, what God has placed in my heart is to go, is to give my tithe, but above it and beyond the tithe, I have a certain amount that I give that makes me an offering giver. But here's where you take the step up. So where are you? Where are you? Are you an offering giver? Then God is saying, maybe you need to take a step of faith towards being a tither, tither. saying I'm going to take 10% of what comes in in my household and I'm going to give it away to the church. Maybe you are a tither and God is saying, hey, would you you go above and beyond the tithe? And you already feel like, but man, I'm already tithing. God is saying, do you trust me? You've been tithing regularly for a long time. You've been going to church for many, many years, and you've been faithful in your tithe, but I'm also calling you to go above and beyond that because life is not about you. Life is about my will. Life is about my purpose. Yeah. And if you are an offering and tither right now, God is saying, hey, would you be willing to go above and beyond that by becoming a vision builder? What that means is that I'm going to give my tithe, I'm going to give my offering, but I'm also going to sow into the building. Do You hear me? Amen? Amen? Now, it's not that you're switching it all it up. You're not saying, oh, I'm just going to take my tithe money and I'm going to put it towards the, the building money. No, no. Uh, this is above and beyond. What you're already doing, God is calling you to go above and beyond. And sometimes, here's, here's, here's what, what I know to be true at times, that sometimes the last thing that gets saved in our life is our wallet. It's like, God, everything belongs to you except my wallet, my cash app, my cell. By the way, we take all those forms. <laughs> God is calling us all to stretch. I'm going to ask the worship team to come forward as we get ready to close out on this last portion. And um, the question is: Are we able to make this all happen? And there are there are organizations and there are, there are. Um, ministries that come together. I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna stand here, because I need to look at your faces. Um, there are these organizations that they come together, and these, these organizations, they do like a check on the finances of the church, and they run it all, and they, say, they, they pretty much say this, hey, if you're looking for a building, we're gonna do an analysis, a financial analysis of the church, and we're going to share with you what it's possible to make happen through your church and so they'll come back with a report and say hey listen you are able to raise in your church about two hundred thousand dollars a year because based upon this amount of the, the amount of money people make et etc cetera, etc cetera. thank God for Kuhau I'm good at math and so what I did is I did an analysis and I said hey what if 80 people that called Christ uncensored their home gave the tithe 80 people and those 80 people made only $30,000 a year. That's someone's salary like, hey, that's not only, okay? All right? That's my blessing right there. No, no, like in, in New York, 30000 is actually considered below, below uh, sustainability. 30000 That's what's considered in New York. Like, right, uh, how much you pay rent? 12000 for what? Uh, 1000 square feet. Like crazy out here. But if you only made $30,000, if everybody in this house made only $30,000. By the way, I make more than $30,000. Lisa makes more than $30,000. Reuben is not making that right now because he quit his job and he's trusting in the faith of the Lord. It's Amen. But watch this. If 80 people who made $30,000 a year decided to trust God and tithe... That's why when we have conversations like, um, I I only work 20 hours a week. God's not asking you to give the amount of Bill Gates. He's asking you to give 10%. And 10% for you is 10% for me. Does that make sense? So like even our young people. People told me, don't start a church with young people. You know why? Because they don't give. I said, then who's going to teach them how to give? So we have a bunch of young people in this church, but I believe that all the young people in this church are not exempt from tithing. I believe that God has called us all to sow into the vision of this house. But I'm 22 years, Listen, my daughter is 14 years old. She's going to be 14. And I've been teaching her how to tithe since she was a baby. Amen? So if, if 80 people who made $30,000 a year... Can I show you what we would bring them in a month? Can I show you? Can you put that screen up? We would bring in twenty thousand dollars a month we were super exceed the budget we need to make this vision a reality it's the truth it's the truth can we praise god for that in this house okay and, and 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 I know this was a lot of information, and, I'm, and I know we've taken a lot of our time. This is our Vision Sunday, and this happens once a year a lot of a time. So we've actually put this on our website. I want you to look at it. It's kuhau.com slash vision 2023. You can see the entire layout of what the vision of this house is. Can we praise God in this place? And so, and so um, this is the part that, you know, we kind of like, especially after the pandemic, we get very, like, you know, like, everything, everybody's sensitive right? Like every, like, this is how pastors have to ask people, hey, would you, hey, would you, would you kind of, like, please, if you, if you, you know, if it doesn't bother you, if you, if it's, if it's okay, would you be able to, like, pick up this hair once a week, please? Could you just, why, could you, would you be able to come, hey, if it's not inconvenient, hey, you know what I'm saying, five minutes, it's coming a little early, please. Please, if it just doesn't you know, just a little bit, like, you know, but no, 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 it's okay, it's okay, you know, oh, you got the sniffles, it's okay, don't worry about it, <laughs> like, this is the kingdom, and I don't know, I'm 40 years old, y'all, I'm 40 years old, and I think that God has called us to be able to hold each other accountable, and be like, hey, guys, he's called us to all participate in this, Like, he didn't call us to live for ourselves. He didn't call us to live for our own agenda. He didn't call us for us to do what we please. We want to know what his will is, but then we want to go to work in faithfulness to what he's called us to do. How many believe that in this place? So, I came to tell somebody he's in the waiting. This is the last word, waiting. Everybody shout waiting. 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 Moses needed to know that God was in the waiting. Hebrews says that after you've done the will of God, you are in need of endurance. You know what's just going to sustain you? You know what's going to sustain you? You know what's going to allow you to persevere? It's knowing he's in the waiting. It's knowing that he's in the waiting. Moses needed to know that he served the God that is in the waiting. Noah needed to know that God is in the waiting. You know, we have a lot of praise reports that we just shared, but we also, there's, some, there's a couple of things that I said that haven't happened. I've said that this is going to be a church of multiple campuses yeah. that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. But he's in the waiting. I'm like, God, a church of multiple campuses. Sometimes I look out at the congregation and we look like half a campus. That was supposed to be funny, y'all. Like, break the tension in the room or something. It's like, that hasn't happened yet and he goes yeah but I'm in the waiting I'm in the now it hasn't happened yet but I'm in the waiting I'm here I was there for Moses I was there for Noah I was there for Abraham and I'm here for Christ Uncensored and all I'm saying is do not give up because if you give up you have given up too early there's a man by the name of Abraham Lincoln I don't know if you know him Does anybody know Abraham Lincoln? Abraham Lincoln has gone on to be one of our most known presidents. But there's some things that we don't know about Abraham Lincoln. And I just wonder what would have happened if Abraham Lincoln would have quit. Because in 1832, he lost his job. In 1832, he also was defeated for state legislator. He failed in a business at 1833. He had... A boo that died at 1835. He had a nervous breakdown because of that boo at 1836. He was defeated for speaker at 1838, defeated for nomination in Congress at 1843. He was finally elected in Congress, but then lost the renomination in 1848. He was defeated as U.S. Senate in 1855, defeated for nomination for vice president. He couldn't make it to vice president. In 1856, he was again defeated as US Senate in 1858. He could have quit. His vision didn't come a reality. It just kept failure after failure after failure after failure after failure. Sometimes I'm like, goodness, Lord, like, when when are we going to be able? He says, I'm in the waiting. Two years later, This man that failed so many times became the president of the United States, marking our nation forever. I don't know about you, but we need to understand that if Abraham Lincoln can press on and persevere even after he's been faithful to what he thought his assignment was, we serve a God that says this, He says, I am with you at the beginning. I am with you at the end. But don't underestimate how much I can do in the waiting. Don't give up now. Don't back back down now. I'm in the waiting. If you believe that in this place, give God a praise in this house and stand up on your feet. I came to declare to someone what Galatians chapter 6 verse 9 says. It says, so let's not get tired of what is good at just the right time. I said at just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Why? Because one more person needs to be set free, one family needs to be restored, one child needs to be rescued, one person needs to be get off the street, one person needs to discover their purpose, and one person needs to receive salvation to set their soul free. If you believe that in this place, give God a shout of play, praise all over this room. Come on. He's in the waiting. He's in the waiting. He's in the waiting on this Vision 2023. He wants to remind you, I'm in the waiting. I'm in that middle ground. I'm in the middle place. I'm in the waiting. I'm in the fiery furnace. As you feel like things are not working out, I'm letting you know that I'm in the furnace with you. I'm in the pit with you. I'm in the prison with you. I'm in the waiting. If you believe that in this house, give God a praise. Come on, shout it out. Lift up your hands in this room. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus.